Inside Motorsports, V8 supercar expert Peter Norton joins us on the line now. Peter, after the Big Pond 400 at Barbagillo Raceway, which was a really one-horse race, Garth Tander certainly dominating right from the get-go. Yes, Garth Tander, the guy from Western Australia who had not previously won at the track, really gave everyone else a bit of a driving lesson this weekend uh, with pole position and victory in each of the three races. He really did clean sweep the whole lot. And what was also notable is that Mark Scaife has been able to put a lot of dramas over the last couple of weeks behind him. Very good performance, even coming second in the final of the three races. It was an interesting affair because uh, on the very short Barbagello Raceway circuit, it has a lot of, uh, well, a lot of undulations, off-camber corners and very tight braking zones. Yes, it's a very tricky uh, track. Uh, interesting trying to get the right setup. All of the teams were chasing uh, as much grip as they can get. Uh, similar to Perth, the whole city is built on sand, uh, which means you get a lot of sand blowing across the track and resurfacing efforts that they've done at the track over the years. Um, help us for a little while, but then a couple of years later, like we are now, uh, it returns to being a very, very slippery kind of track. So a lot of the teams were struggling for grip, but it seems to be the uh, Holden Racing team and the Toll HSV team really did have the measure of everyone else this weekend. Well, you mentioned about the dramas over at HRT. Mark Scaife would be happy to have those pressures off him, and it resulted in a, a fantastic third overall result. Yes, I think that uh, Scaife really did need to put everything behind him. His performance at the Clipsal uh, in Adelaide was really quite mixed and I think he was very disappointed, but he had a lot on his mind. He can now uh, proceed into this season uh, with uh, the officials watching closely, uh, but uh, all clear to race. And uh, I think he had a bit to prove. Uh, people have spoken in the past about people trying to balance driving duties and being team manager. Well, Scaife got it right this weekend. Probably the only weakness in HRT was his teammate, Todd Kelly, uh, who had uh, breaking dramas and ended up in one of the, uh, the very sandy uh, speed traps that, uh, that the Wanneroo track has. Uh, otherwise, it would have been four of those Walkinshaw prepared cars clearly dominating out front. But also quite surprising and very pleasing to see is the best of the Fords, Jim Beam Racing. Dick Johnson's team have uh, fought back from all sorts of problems over the last uh, couple of years, uh, really showing everyone else how to, how to uh, put on a great show with a brand new sponsor. It has been a uh, great comeback for them, realising that in December this year the talk was the team was about to close down. It was only that the uh, Jim Beam sponsorship looked to be on the hook that they were able to keep their operation open. Yes, and when I spoke to Dick Johnson at the Clipsal uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was saying that they're not out of the woods yet. They still have a bit of work to do, uh, and I think that getting great results on the track uh, will mean that uh, that complete turnaround will happen very quickly. I think there's a lot of Ford fans with nostalgia looking forward to seeing them a couple of steps higher still in the races to come. Well, it is also pleasing to see Stephen Johnson, who, asked, who actually beat his more fancy teammate, Will Davison, home overall across the weekend, pick up 43 points in the championship to Will Davison's 37, finishing fourth and fifth respectively, the best of the Fords, as you mentioned, ahead of the, uh, well, probably the championship favourite coming into this year, Craig Lowndes. 
Yes, Craig Lowndes had a, a troubled meeting in some respects with uh, a broken uh, suspension component, meaning that he couldn't quite fine-tune the car the way he wanted in the second race. And chased handling dramas and lack of grip seems to be most of the weekend. So I think really in light of the troubles that they had, uh, coming home as strongly as they did, they'd be reasonably proud with that. Um, really, the, the disappointing team this weekend from the Ford perspective was Stone Brothers Racing, uh, being in the wars in all sorts of uh, areas, uh, and I think they're going away to scratch their heads about how they can be more consistently up the front, because uh, if you're outside the top 15, you get no points, and that really will uh, hurt your championship chances. That has, uh, with the qualifying changes this year, really improved the uh, racing in the V8 supercars. Yes, the... Uh, some of the names that previously weren't up the front in the old top 10 shootout style of qualifying uh, includes people like Russell Ingall. And I think that the surprise this year is Lee Holdsworth. Uh, they're both uh, figuring much more strongly uh, coming out of qualifying. And when things go smoothly uh, throughout the race, they can uh, post a very good result. And I think uh, Lee Holdsworth in the Balvaline uh, coming race team, uh, the Holden Commodore, Commodore uh, he really is showing up some of his more fancied uh, uh, competitors. Mm. The 15, the first 15 only getting points across the three races has seen actually 22 cars taking points out of the round, points going back down as far as the team Serum at Wines Commodore of Fabian Coulthard, who now I think uh, has scored more points then his, uh, no, oh no, that's not quite correct. I was about to say, I think he uh, scored more points than his teammate Paul Morris, but Morris picked up four this weekend. So uh, Morris is still two points ahead of his teammate uh, Fabian Coulthard. Yes, after the first round, there were a lot of people who were, I guess, frustrated with the point score, that they'd finished uh, 16 and downwards, so they had nothing to show. Uh, I think just the, the usual churn and variation in the racing uh, meant that some points got shared around to some of the, uh, uh, the, the weaker teams, so at least they've got something to show for their two race meetings. Now, of course, there are still a few with zero to their name, uh, but I think that... Uh, Again, that they may get lucky across the rounds to come, and uh, I think we'll probably get the, the true fleshing out that this point score system is trying to promote, uh, including people uh, uh, going a bit more desperate uh, to get that 15th position and uh, make it a bit more of a special thing to achieve. Well, when you look at the point splits after two rounds, Rick Kelly, a man we didn't speak much about, but he finished second in the two heat races and then dropped back to third when Scaife was on a flyer in the third race. Yes, uh, he was nice and consistent, uh, which uh, banks lots of points. I think that Rick picked up early that Garth Tander was uh, off like a bolt and uh, there wasn't much point tearing up the car trying to keep up with him uh, and just banked lots of points and he's comfortably leading the championship, which uh, he'd be very proud because he's carrying that number one. He is indeed. He sits on the top of the tree with 115 points, 13 points back Garth Tander, and then it's back to Todd Kelly, Mark Scaife. The four pseudo Walkinshaw, well not pseudo, the four Walkinshaw performance prepared cars dominating at the top of the ladder. Yes, there was a lot of debate about the, uh, the officials picking on the Holden Racing Team and whether it was uh, in the interest of the sport to uh, threaten and come close to kicking that team out. I think uh, my personal opinion is that uh, the organisers do need to take a stand to ensure a level playing field, otherwise those four cars will uh, streak off to the distance and everyone will be then debating, well, who's going to come fifth? It is going to be interesting. 
James Courtney, who had a uh, fantastic debut round at the Clipsal 500, Peter, didn't have his best weekend this weekend. Yes, crashed quite heavily. Uh, uh, it appeared as though maybe something in the suspension broke that pitched him into the wall uh, and uh, also had engine problems in the earlier heat. So it's actually a little bit surprising to see him still up there in sixth in the point score when he's had such a lousy round this weekend. Mm. And, of course, we mentioned the championship favourite, Craig Lowndes. He is only just in the top ten. Yes, uh, down there in tenth. Uh, some of the other Ford uh, uh, front runners include... Stephen Johnson, Jamie Wincup and Mark Winterbottom and Will Davidson, all ahead of Lowndes. But I think Lowndes across the season will have better consistency than some of those guys. For Jason Bright, he was one team owner, driver that did not have a great start to the weekend, ending up watching the races with his car on the way back to Melbourne for some serious repairs until they head off to New Zealand in three weeks' time. Yes, almost heartbreaking uh, to see that team arrive at Adelaide and perform so strongly and then in the uh, some of the free practice uh, had an engine problem and Jason Bright was uh, crossing the or trying to get the car off the track and he got hit heavily um, not just panel damage but also damage to the roll cage which was just too extensive for them to repair overnight to be able to participate in any of the races this weekend uh, so a big fat zero against the points for Jason Bright this weekend uh, they've got a lot of work to do uh, I think the, the enthusiasm and energy in that team this year, uh, they'll bounce back from this one, I think, fairly quickly. But uh, a fair bit of work to do for New Zealand. Maybe they won't be taking their best, uh, uh, best prepared car to New Zealand, though. Oh, it's going to be interesting times ahead. Peter Norton, it's a pleasure to catch up with you here on Inside Motorsport. Uh, always a pleasure on this side as well, and uh, definitely looking forward to some great racing in New Zealand.